So, I am joined by Rick Selvaraja. How are we doing, my man? Good, wicked. So, talk to us. What is Get Fit with Rick? Was this popping up on my socials everywhere? Uh, it's just um, a, a new way for me to, because obviously with this coronavirus that's going on, um, I've just kind of started up a little fitness and, and food channel. Um, where I'm posting some meals I eat, a family life, and a little bit more sort of detailed look into my life um, for anyone who's interested. Um, uh, really, as a way to keep connected with my family members, my friends, and anyone who wants to watch. Um, just finding something positive to do. Like I think the lockdown has made me. I, I want to try and learn something new, and I'm, I'm learning a little bit more about just like videography and like editing and stuff like that. Um, I find it interesting, and I'm just going to run with it and see where, where it goes, really. That's really good to hear, man. It's really good to hear. And um, regards to, like, training-wise, you get much done, like, in the minute at home? It's been difficult. Um, I'm running often. I'm running, um, like, in between four and five times a week now. Um, doing a little bit of weights, not much. I don't have heavy weights at home. I've ordered some resistance bands, but I just don't have the gear at home. So I've been doing the best that I can, but nothing like a normal um, training, like weekly routine for me. I think everyone that trains, everyone that's um, like, you know, yourself trains martial arts, like you can't replicate it um, at home. You do need, you need training partners. You need to, to grind, push hard. Um, so it's tough. I can imagine for a lot of guys, this, this lockdown is super tough. So the gym you currently work with, Premier MMA, do you get to do much online stuff whilst this is going on now? Are you guys doing much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, at Premier, we've got um, a lot of online classes. We've got, like, online kickboxing, online jiu-jitsu as well. The jiu-jitsu is more, question, like, Q&A, um, watching techniques and stuff like that. But the kickboxing class, like, I do that class. Um, that's a full workout. Like, you can get tired from doing that. But it's the same kind of thing. Like the only thing that I miss is like the sparring side of it. Um, those kind of things, which I think a fighter has to do on a regular basis to keep like sharp. Um, I'm missing, I'm missing out on that a little bit. Um, but that, that is still a wicked way for me to stay in like decent ish shape along with the running as well. That's good to hear, man. Um, so remember after we first started training, I started binge watching your fights and I've got one big question for you. When's that beard coming back? The proper beard. <laughs> It's coming back slowly, man. It's coming back. So I've decided to grow it a little bit. I'll see for how long. The thing with me is, like, that that was, I think, about five years ago. I had a long beard. Um, it is difficult to maintain. And then you have just, like, you know, I don't really have bad hair days, as you can see. But um, I did have bad beard days. And I used to get frustrated. And I just kept shaving it. It would grow, like, a little bit longer than this. And then just it would be a bit unruly. And then I'd end up shaving it all off. Um so I am a bit impatient like that. But I said to myself, I'm going to grow a little bit. Let's see how long that lasts. See how it affects any sort of weight cutting and the rest of it. Speaking of um, yeah. weight cutting, you were meant to fight on um, Probellum. Was that was that been officially cancelled now? Uh, yeah, that's been moved. So, um, yeah, it's been... Every, all, all fight um, shows are saying that they've been postponed. So I don't know when. No one really knows when. It's all up in the air every show, especially in the UK. Um, we haven't got any sort of idea about when stuff's going to happen so we'll just see how that goes are there any talks about you having the same matchup being just moved to that show still is it all going to be rematched do you have any idea what's happening honestly no clue no idea yet um i think i haven't been in contact with the promoters or anything like that um so we just have to wait and see 
um, what happens later down the line. Like, I'd like to think they'd be able to do something by the end of the year, but I, I honestly don't know. I mean, Probellum seems to be quite a growing show as well in the UK scene. And you've fought on quite a few different shows, like Bellator, Fightstar, oh, sorry, not Bellator, Bama, Fightstar. Have you any sort of um, preference of where to go next after this fight? Um, not, not, nah, because I, I have fought all over. And at the moment now, I'm at the stage in my life where I'm taking fights, um, I'm training, and I'll take a fight if it excites me and if uh, I'm feeling motivated to do it. Um, so I don't mind where I fight uh, and opponent wise as well. I'm, I'm just in it for the journey. I, I like training for a fight. I like the conditioning, the, the mental side of it, um, just how I prepare for it and I enjoy it. Um, so as long as I keep doing that, it's always going to be in the back of my mind. Um, but like I've got different priorities now as well. So we'll see it's it's been a bit of a um, transitional time for me for the last like couple of years um so i haven't I haven't set anything in stone yet but i'm going to do what i want to do and what i enjoy doing and at the moment that is training and and competing are you looking to do any specific kickboxing competitions or anything in that sort of remit yeah well before this whole um this thing was happening i said to myself look this year i'm gonna get some some competition stuff in i want to do some jiu-jitsu i want to do some kickboxing tournament type stuff or show stuff um and obviously some mma as well i said i want to get back to competing this year that was one of my like goals that i set but um yeah it's, it's the world's gone crazy at the moment so i don't know everything's kind of on hold so we'll see like nothing's changed but it's just the, the timing of it has moved slightly I think that's the big thing to take from it is everyone's got this now this gap. It's not, it's a tricky one how to sort of take into account because it's how you use that free time as such. But again, competition break is a really interesting one because some people are really concerned about like ring rust or whether it's a thing or not. But it's definitely a, a thing of how active you can be and that consistency you build up. Yeah. In um, when it's the whole thing is over, would you like to do any sort of competitive jujitsu at all? We thought of only doing any submission only matches, those kind of things. Uh, yeah, I'd like to do. Um, so I, I like sub only. Um, um, I don't train as much in the, in the gi, and I, I prefer the style of no gi. So I would, I'd be up for doing that. I think I toyed with doing a, a couple of competitions in the last few months, but I was like, I'm not training, but because I just had a baby recently, so I wasn't training enough. Um, so I thought to myself, let me let me hold off for a bit but if anything this this quarantine has showed me that there's no time like the present man take the opportunities when they're there because now look even training in my whole life uh, i've been training for about 10 years never had training taken away from me really even through injuries I've, I've found a way around it um but this is literally training has pretty much stopped like ha how it was like partner interactive training stopped you still got the online stuff but it's not the same, um, and I didn't think that would ever happen. So, yeah, seize the moment um, is going to be, like, how, how I'm going to move after this is all done. Well, it's certainly a positive to take from it, where there's always the um and ah and about taking these sort of opportunities and these kind of competitions. But it's good to hear you've taken this as more of an opportunity to, you know, take everything as it comes and a lot more by the hands kind of thing. And you touched yeah. on there about training around injuries and the rest of it. And I know people say they go into most fights a bit compromised through just camps and the nature of the sport. 
has there been a time where you've been like severely compromised and still had to fight with it? Uh, there's been a couple. Um, there's been a couple of fights. The worst one I ever had was um, I used to have a motorbike um, and I got into a motorbike crash, I think about three, four weeks before one of my fights. It was like semi-pro, but now semi-pro is amateur, but I was still on a show in a cage. Um, that was probably the worst. Like I was like quite badly beaten up my hips and I had road rash and my just hips were out of place. And yeah, like, like my hip muscles were out of place. It, it was, it was the tough one, but um, I managed to pull through it. But yeah, every fight that I've had pretty much, I think there's been one or two where I feel like I haven't had a, like a, any type of real injury, but the rest of them, like I've had, uh, four amateurs and 12 pros, pretty much all of them there's been something something small something but i think everyone's like that everyone that i speak to all my training partners friends it's the same you, you you've got you you carry something it could be small it could affect you by like two percent could affect you by 10 15 20 percent um but you just gotta make the most of it um one thing i wanted to bring up with you and sort of get your insight on this is when you started training at bst obviously Jefferson George, former opponent, trains there as well. What was the initial emotions coming for your first like sparring session there? How did that feel? Yeah, well, the, the sparring sessions at BST on the weekend, um, they, they're good. Um, it it wasn't that weird because it's been so long since we fought. So, um, like when I first went there, he was on the um, he was on the reception desk. Um, I recognised him. I think he recognised me. Um, I've met a lot of my former opponents afterwards. I don't hold anything. I don't hold really any awkwardness towards them. We fought, win, lose, draw, whatever it is. It's done and dusted now. Unless he's going to be a future opponent, it probably would be a bit awkward, but I can't see that happening. Um, so I'm not really... I don't hold anything there. Um, I don't really, really even think about it. It's weird. When, when I have an opponent and when we're in the cage and then I see you afterwards, I don't ever relate the two. It's like you're almost like two different people. So... Um, yeah, and also in coming to a new gym from somewhere else, obviously, like having sparred with you as well, I see how respectful you are and all the rest of it. How do you try and get that kind of balance between getting a good sparring session in and also being respectful to the the environment? Obviously, the certain like unwritten rules of how hard you go in sparring and all this kind of stuff, and it's obviously different yeah. to each other. What was your initial yeah. sort of? I'm not sure how you phrase it, that kind of mindset. I've, yeah, I've tra I've trained at a lot of places. Um, I, I try and get training wherever I can. Obviously, I've recently moved pretty far away from like where I where I um, work and whatnot. Um, so I need somewhere to train. Um, and yeah, everyone's been super wel welcoming. But with me, I, I train and I spar kind of the same kind of way. I, I match it to the level that someone brings it. Um, unless there's a fight, if I'm about to like going into a fight camp and um, I've got a fight in say maybe three four weeks, the intensity is definitely going to step up massively. Other than that, um, I match it to the intensity that someone brings. So I can have wicked rounds with some people. Some people go a little bit harder on me, but I'll, I'll feed that back. Um, plus. I'm just getting back into it, so I'm just getting my sharpness back. I'm nowhere near where I was when I'm um, ready to fight, but I'm getting there. So I think for me, it's going to be more technical rounds and rounds that push me to work hard. That's what I think is important for me. Um, they're not going to be as... I haven't had, really had any super hard like killer rounds yet. 
Um, but that is definitely going to be to come. Um, but yeah, that's how I gauge it. I gauge it on what you give to me. I give back. And I, I am a respectful person. Um, I don't, I don't have any ego or anything to prove. I'm the opposite. Martial arts has taught me um, humbleness. Um, so when I go into a new place, you won't, even if I've got more experience than you, I'm bigger than you, stronger, whatever it is, I'm not one to to like really care about that kind of stuff. I'm there to learn. Um, I could learn off someone who's been training for six months. I could learn off whoever. Um, I'll find something. I'll find something to work on for myself if I'm with someone less experienced. If I'm someone that level or more experienced, I'll find something there as well. Um, and I don't mind a, a scrap. So, yeah, it's it, it's all good when I go somewhere new. That's really good to see as well. And it definitely comes across that way every time you come over to spar and everything else. Now, in regards to like, your fight camps and everything else, with the nature of MMA and how dynamic it is, how specific would you say your camp is to your opponent? See, that's a difficult one because at first, uh, when I started, I was tailoring it very specifically. Um, but I always had the mindset that I wanted to... I, I think there's three aspects of MMA. Um, you've got you've got like uh, the striking side, the wrestling side, and then the grappling side. So wrestling would be taking it from striking to the ground. Then you've got the ground side. I, I believe you've got those three. Um, and it, a lot of people say you, you can be really good at one and not so good at the other. But I do try and be good at all those three. I want to be able to have good striking, good takedowns when needed, and good jujitsu or grappling on the floor. Um, so I think, you, yeah, you, like I try and train those three uh, equally. Um, it's tough though. It's the, with MMA, it's, it's such a um, rapidly moving sport. Like new techniques are coming out, and just new ways of doing things are coming out. Um, but for me, I do try and train um, kind of everywhere. And then um, because I was training like that, I, I used to have the mindset that like if you try and wrestle me, I'm going to out wrestle you. If you try and strike me, I'll out strike you. If you try and grapple me, I'll out grapple you. I, I was of that mindset. But that's changed a little bit as I've got older and a little bit more experienced as well because um, game planning and uh, like taking it to where you know your opponent's weak is a way to win fights. There's so many fighters that do that. Um, so I think, yeah, from, from now on, I will have specific game plans for opponents. But I went a lot of fights without it. Um, so some of my wins and losses, I had literally... No, no game plan. It was just go in there and fight. It was because, yeah, I train. I train good everywhere. I, I felt like I was sharp everywhere. Go in there and fight. But I think having a game plan is important, and that's something that as I've got older, I've, I've realised a little bit more. So one thing you touched on there was training different places. When you've got that extra intensity of a fight camp, do you like to set up base camp somewhere? Is like one gym you're gonna do a specific camp out of, or do you do a lot of travelling still? Um, I still travel. Um. My main gym um, for so many years uh, was Premier because it, it was an MMA gym. They've switched now um, to more of a jiu-jitsu um, gym and a kickboxing gym kind of separately. Um, so, yeah, like getting in training for me has been uh, difficult recently. Um, I've moved house as well quite far out. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 it's, it's difficult because, I, yeah, I train – um, like jiu-jitsu still at Premier. Uh, I trained striking with a couple of guys that I know um, uh, and a couple of guys around where I live now as well. Um, and then I've got, I, I mix up my MMA sparring at BST. There's another gym uh, local to me that I pop in and out of and get some rolling and wrestling in that as well. 
um, there's a wicked GB wrestling coach that um, takes a class pretty close to my house. So I try and train wherever I can. But for me, at the level and stage that I am at now, um, I kind of know what I need to work. Um, and I work that and I work that hard. Like I'm very self-disciplined. I, I do the, the road work. I do what I need to do to get my body and my mind to the level that I need to be. Having come in from that traditional martial arts background for kickboxing, do you feel that's given you certain, what's the word, values and certain things you focus on more so than an MMA as such? Because MMA is more informal, I would say, whereas the more formal kind of traditional martial arts, you set out, this is what you need to be, this is what you need to be disciplined in these kind of yeah. values almost. Well, I, did, I started um, doing MMA. That was like how I started years ago. But the traditional martial arts was part of my gym um and i still think like i i started martial arts for those reasons like even the fighters that i like i like the respectful discipline martial artists um i like watching a scrap as well don't get me wrong like someone like for example like nate diaz um i love watching him fight there's loads of guys like that that i like but me as a person um i am like that i'm more of someone who who understands what benefits training can can bring you um and yeah i'm always trying to trying to help like people understand that as well like people think that like, we're brutes um and I, I hate that um image that people have uh we're cage fighting brutes i'm not like that i've got nothing to prove um i like doing it because i like a scrap and i'm trying to find out who's better me or you we, we i train you train let's put our skills to the test um and it's like it's the ultimate proving ground so yeah I, I enjoy that i enjoy the competition um and i'm not one to to like um like some some, some fighters are, are different like i don't have really anything against them but i'm just not one of those guys um i'm in it to be good learn um and, and enjoy it well it's definitely what's been shown in your fights the different people you come against different levels you come against i mean if we go back to, say, Bama days, say the whole Mark Casey sort of camp and opportunity and everything there, what was that experience like? Say in the change room, obviously the result wasn't what was what you wanted, but before that, like the whole build-up on that fight camp as a whole, how did that differ to your other fights? It was good. It was good. Um, yeah, because I've always had a full-time job, um, and then I was contemplating whether to train full-time or not then, Um and it was a wicked experience. I, I went abroad. It was in Ireland. Obviously, the, the result wasn't anything that I wanted. I felt like I didn't even get any time to do anything. It was just so quick. But that this, this, the brutal nature of MMA, stuff like that does happen. Um, but it was it was like the, the build-up, um, the training. for. I trained really hard. I trained with a, a wicked uh, boxer for that fight. Um, and I just push my conditioning to a, to a new level, but sometimes that's just the way it goes, man. I never got really a chance to show anything, um, so I was pretty gutted. But picked myself up and moved on, man. I, 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 yeah, I had another fight. I think, I don't know, I think about four or five months after that. Was that the one where you're? Which one was that? Was that the one where you're like screaming afterwards? Was that the following fight? That was two. That was two fights after that. Mm. That yeah, that was a that was back on Bama um that just meant a lot to me um because yeah after the case i lost another fight um and i was i felt like i just was on a bit of a downward spiral and i just needed to get 
my like training like schedule and my mindset in the right place and that fight did mean a lot it was a wicked fight um the result was, like was really good um but yeah yeah i've i've learned i've learned a lot about myself um through my wins through my losses i've learned a lot about myself about the people around me um it, and it, it is it's just part of a wicked journey that that you kind of you get to see yourself like inside your inner self with with no like no rubbish around you you just get to take a look inside yourself and, and find out who you are and i know who i am and i'm happy with who i am so i'm i'm all good wins or losses i'm all good well, it's good that you've got that level of honesty with yourself with all this kind of everything else around it because it seems like when you get to almost a certain level, people build these things up around you that gives you this extra inflated image and it's all this, mm. I don't know, this kind of a facade. But whereas if you've got that kind of, that you're grounded, you've got your roots, you know who you are, you know what your values are, what your norms are, that then it yeah, gets so much yeah. easier to sort of process these kind of things. What would you say has been the most valuable lesson of your pro career from your losses? Um, I'd say the the best thing that I learned about myself because after a lot, after a, like, I had a devastating loss. Um, I say two of my losses were were, were bad. Like I was beaten up about them. Um, others, I've had, I've had other losses as well. I wasn't like end of the day it's a fight two people are going in there to to win only one can win one's going to lose but I had two that um like I got stopped and like it just didn't go my way at all really um and after that yeah it's it's almost like it's demoralizing it beats you down but you get to see who you are as a person like are you going to be the person that's like yeah I don't want to do this this, this 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 loss is too much for me this pain is too much i'm just gonna knock it on the head uh, and you you do i i can admit i did have demons in my head saying that kind of stuff but then like you you have the uh, the flip side of that of this is what mma martial arts is about like you you go through adversity you find a way to overcome it adapt to it and 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 persevere and that's what i've done like i won't I won't ever stop having that just don't give up mindset. That's the, probably the best thing that MMA has ever done for me. Like, I just won't give up. Whatever my situation is, however bad it gets, I'm not going to I'm not gonna give up. I'm going to find a way through it. I'm going to push. And I know that I need to just keep working hard and, and I'll find my way out of a bad situation. I mean, that's definitely the mindset you need when it comes to these situations of this kind of adversity, these kind of, when it doesn't go your way, then what? When they don't follow the script. Exactly, yeah. On, say, fight day, what, do you have like a routine when it comes to these kind of things? Like a routine to try and calm you down, keep you in a clear headspace? Uh, no, uh, I, I do the same thing. It's not a set routine. I do the same thing. I'll, I'll wake up, have my breakfast, have my food like ready, ready. I'll like pack whatever food that I need to have. I'll just keep drinking, staying hydrated. Um, and then I am kind of visualizing a little bit on fight day, just visualizing a couple of like things that I'm going to do, like punches, kicks that are going to come towards me. Um, and then uh, I listen to some motivational stuff, um, just random stuff like that, that motivates me. Um, music, listening to a speech, whatever it is. Um, and then then I go quite like introverted and quiet on fight day. I don't like like joking around. Some of my friends like will joke around up until five minutes before they have to fight. 
I, I just zone in. Um, I'm very quite quiet, um, and I just think about the fight, and I sort sort of start to just em, embrace the fight that's about to come. Um, and I stay like that for a few hours until I start warming up. Um, when I start warming up, I feel good. Like I just feel like I was put here to do this. It's time to go now. Um, and yeah, that like, I think half an hour, 45 minutes before the fight, I'm I'm just ready mentally and physically. I'm just ready at that point. Have you ever had a moment between rounds where like it's really changed from corner advice? Like, what's the best sort of corner advice you've had like between rounds, like in a significant fight? Um, I've had some wicked corner advice. Um, a couple of my fights, uh, one against guy Marius Bogdan for the Fury uh, belt, um, was just yeah, like I had advice to just um, keep circling to, to I can't remember left or right and, and land um, leg kick, body kick, um, and, I, and that was like super successful for me. Um, generally, I, I I can see how the fights going, and I listen to my corner and. I haven't had any fights where I've had to massively adapt like the game plan or, or what's happening. Um, so yeah, I've been quite fortunate in that sense. Um, but I have been like uh, losing like a, a round and then I'd have to come and change something um, and, and get that round back in the next round. That has happened a couple of times. Oh, that's a real key to being successful in this sort of sport, being able to adapt, be able to change on a sort of moment's notice. And it's good that you've got that mindset because when I see your fights, you always seem quite composed, that you're taking in what's around you because some people have get quite keyed up in the moment, understandably, and just trying to either rush to get it finished or whatever else, whereas you seem a lot more composed, like you're assessing the situation, like you've been described as patient, like aware, and that really comes through in some of your striking. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm... Uh quite a like calculated striker and then um but when it's time to go like i have sometimes because this, this is the thing with the experience um, i've had a lot of fights now and then um, a couple of fights especially early on the first few fights i would have someone rocked um and then i would go like a hundred percent like full hundred percent trying to finish him and if i don't get it sometimes i get it sometimes they'd survive um like marius was another example of that i, I went I rocked him uh, bad and then um, he was on the floor um, and I was trying to elbow him and I, I cut him with a couple of elbows and I was going a bit crazy, uh, a little bit too much adrenaline and I didn't control it how, how I how I really should have and I was real, real tired. That adrenaline dump hit me because that was in the second round that happened and then I came out for the third round with, honestly, like I was like, I could barely hold my hands up, um, let alone throw punches and kicks and it took about a couple of minutes for that sensation to go. So I'm in like almost like survival mode. Um, but things like that have happened to me a few times in my earlier fights. And then now that I am much more composed, like I can go at different outputs so I can go much harder, but then I know how long I can do that for. Then I relax a bit and I have to recover. Um, so yeah, I, I know my body and I know my fight style pretty good by now. That's really good to hear. Regards of um, like fight camps and nutrition and that kind of thing the weight cutting side how much does your weight sort of fluctuate between fight camps um it depends um normally uh, i don't cut like that you, you can kind of tell from my body type i'm quite like long um i don't cut that much weight um i can get heavy um if i'm not training and if i don't have a fight but because i, I was a big guy before i started mma i was a lot bigger than i am now 
uh, and I can slowly I start returning to that unless I train. Um, but I, I tend to hold my weight before a fight, um, say if I'm fighting at, at lightweight at 70, I'll start the camp at maybe 80. Um, but I adjust things. I can very quickly be 75 and hold 75 for the whole fight camp. And then in the last like 10 days, go from 75 to 70. Or in the last like week, go from 75 to 70. Um, sometimes I've been as light as like 73 kgs, like five weeks before a fight. Sometimes I've been um 80 kg like three four weeks before a fight it depends it depends on um just where i'm at diet wise but i know my body really well um and yeah with the weight cut i don't cut much weight i, I try and get down um as close to the weight as i can and i, and I cut a little bit of weight um in, in the last like 24 hours or 48 hours are there any particular diets or anything you follow to get your weight down that way I've because I've I've been eating healthy for a long time and I've spoken to a lot of fighters uh, and a lot of just health people uh, nutritionists and stuff like that. Um, generally speaking, I I just lower my carbs a little bit. Um, I know what to eat to bring my weight down. Um, I I have set or like weighed. I've I've gone through like years, literally years of weighing all my food. Um, so much now that I can kind of look at something and tell you like that, oh, that's 150 grams and stuff like that. So I know now because I've been eating like that for so many years because of fights, um, I know how much I can eat and how much is too much. Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't have any problem with the diet aspect of, of getting down. I eat quite clean. I do like food. Um, anyone that knows me will know, know that I'm like a real big food lover, but I know the importance of eating good uh, not just for fighting but for like nutrition and and like for life i think it's important you you can't have fast food like a few times a week well i can't have fast food a few times a week i have treats um i'd say probably once a week um twice a week at a push uh, the other the, the rest of that time i'm i've been eating healthy for for years and years now and i'll carry on i just i prefer eating like that eating whole foods just not eating too much processed stuff um, I prefer living like that. Now, that brings me on to the most important and most controversial question I can ask on this. Post-fight treat, what are you saying? Oh, man. I, <laughs> I say I love food, so one thing that I've I done for a few fights was I had a a food a week food diary. So, I, and I'd literally be adding to this during fight camp because I love food and then I'm, I'm like not eating the food that I want. I'll, I'll be strict. I'll be like not eating any sort of treats something for like 10 weeks maybe. Um, so then I'll have a food diary. So I'll have breakfast, lunch and dinner and pretty much every every meal for the whole week it will be unhealthy. So I'll be like breakfast will be like pancakes. So I literally with ice cream and maple syrup, whatever I want. Um, and then lunch will be like fish and chips and then um, – evening will be like a curry or Chinese or whatever. So I'd do that for a week, um, eat whatever I want. And then I'd feel sick at the end of the week and I'd, I'd literally kind of turn away from that kind of food. Um, then I'd get back into the routine. I'd eat what I normally eat, kind of healthy stuff, just a bit more of it. Then I'd have my treat on the Saturday or the Sunday. So I'd have like a cheap meal um, or two cheap meals a week. That's how I normally do it. It's good to hear you've got a balance with that as well because you can get people so far either side of that spectrum that only eat junk food or only eat like supposedly clean stuff and then it gets so far removed from enjoying your food because that's what you really yeah, need to do. You need to make sure you have flavour. 
yeah i get massive enjoyment from food I, 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 like my background my parents and like uh, my wife's parents and stuff they cook some amazing food and um eating can be like a real uh, like social event like we do big family parties and whatnot um it's a big part of my culture so yeah like, I, I really do like food i've been brought up like that i appreciate food um from like all different parts of the world as well so yeah i think it's for me it's important i know people that are super super strict but it works for them like they will not I, there's a couple of people that i know that for years like won't have anything bad for years literally um but power to them but i, I wouldn't be able to do that and that's something to really take from this for anyone in a different situation of oh i can't have what they're having or i try and do this it's not a one-size-fits-all thing but nutrition and sports and everything else it's working out how to make it work for you now so talking about transitions you said you only had a couple of um amateur fights to go into well semi-pro whatever you want to call it then to professional how come that transition with chat uh, sorry how come that transition was so short um back when i was doing it no one like now it's the norm to have like 10 some some guys have like 20 amateur fights but 10 is like a, a like a normal figure when i was doing it um you weren't like people were at push having five some people were having like one or not no and going straight to pro the level was different when i was uh, when i was an amateur um so yeah it was it was not i had four like the amateur but all four of them were classed as semi-pro back then because they were in a cage still they were like two five minute rounds um no heel hooks um all headshots and stuff were allowed and they were the eight ounce gloves um no knees to the head but pretty much other than that um yeah no no elbows to the head um a couple of rule changes but it, it was pretty much similar to pro um i done a lot of um amateur like actual amateur like on on mats or like tournaments um like kickboxing um jujitsu as well and mma um, back then there was like no headshot mma um and stuff like that i done a lot of that and then when I started fighting on shows for like semi-pro, um, I felt like I was pretty much ready. Like, yeah, the guys around me were, were turning pro. Um, and I felt like I was at that level uh, and my coach, um, he, yeah, he said, do you want to, do you want to try it out and see how you find it? Um, he, he thought I was ready and I was like, yep, I'll do it. If you think I'm ready, I'll go. Um, and that was that. Regards of, um, the whole rule changes and everything else. Is there anything you like to see in the pro rankings now? Because the whole transition to that the smaller gloves, as much as it is better to watch as such, it's so much harder than train with those gloves, obviously safely. And the same mm-hmm. sort of thing with like shin guards. Like, would you like to see like eight ounces being carried over to the pro ranks or certain um, things like that? Anything you like to see differently? I, I don't know. I, I like I like the feel of four ounce gloves. Um, it does it just feels like a fist really it doesn't feel like you have a glove on um not shinies i don't think shinies are needed um at pro rule set i think they've got it down good i think the only thing is the whole downed opponent um i think i i wouldn't know how to fix that but i just think it's still too complicated um and it, yeah it's 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 too difficult in a fight like things are happening at 100 miles an hour and I think you're always going to get an accidental knee to the head, and like, it, it, it's difficult. It's it's difficult. On the flip of that, then, with it being a fight opposed to sport, and all this kind of comparison, this sort of thing, 
do you think it would be a good idea to ha- get rid of the knees to the head rule at the ground, like so you can kick a ground a ground opponent sort of um, pride sort of rules almost? I, I do like that. Um, I think if you can elbow someone in the head on the ground, then you should be able to kick them. I, I think you can generate the same amount of force. So I do like the whole pride rules. Um, I think kicking, like yeah, I think a ground opponent grounded opponent i think you should be able to kick or punch them or knee them or whatever um maybe it would be cause more injury maybe but in in my mind i'm thinking look if i can elbow you in that position and people are like oh you can generate more force from like a soccer kick than you can an elbow i don't think it's necessarily true you can create massive massive amounts of force um with an elbow strike um so uh, yeah, I think that they should. I, I would be up for that. I'd fight in a show that had those kind of rules. I think um, one does one have those rules. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, they've got a combination. You think you can knee to the knee head of a ground opponent, and with the whole thing with the whole soccer kick generating force. My mindset on this has always been: if you can get that space to generate that power, there's enough space for them to get back up again. Yeah. Which then the yeah. whole thing of ground and pound and the application of MMA. So it'd be interesting to see if there's any development on that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Oh, 100%. Um, before we head off, is there anything you want to shout out? Anyone you want to mention? Um, shout out um, all the guys at Premiere in Harrow. Shout out um, the guys that helped me out, BST. Um, shout out just yeah, everyone I train with my wife. And my, I've got a new son. Um, thanks for you guys for tuning in for this. Um, hope you found it a little bit insightful. Um, and yeah, hopefully you'll see me back in training and um, competing um, pretty soonish. Thank you very much for coming on. Stay safe, stay inside, and all the best to you and your family. Thank you very much, mate. Take it easy. Cheers. And this episode is sponsored by Mora MMA. Use code FCMMA20 at checkout to get 20% off on all Mora attire and gloves.